The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. Welcome to the Disney Wedding Podcast, brought to you by Passporter's Disney Weddings and Honeymoons, the only guidebook and bridal organizer tailored exclusively to Disney's fairy tale weddings. I'm your host, Carrie Hayward. Each week I feature a different aspect of Disney weddings, from the latest news, information, and money-saving tips, to interviews with wedding vendors and real Disney brides and grooms. I also cover honeymoons, anniversaries, and engagements at the Disney parks and resorts. Join me now as the Disney Wedding Podcast celebrates romance at Disney destinations worldwide. Today on the Disney Wedding Podcast, I am speaking with recent Disneyland bride Molly Dagg about her wedding at the Rose Court Garden and her reception at the Mark Twain Room. Molly had a lot of unusual touches to her wedding, and I thought you guys would be interested to hear about them and learn a little bit more about Wishes events at Disneyland. So welcome, Molly. Hi. <laughs> so I'm curious to know how you guys decided that you wanted to have your wedding at Disneyland. Well, my husband and I both love Disney, and we knew that Disney would take care of a lot of the aspects for us. So we wanted it to be easy and kind of focus more on the details so that we could make it more of our own. That's good. And you mentioned to me earlier that you started out doing an escape event and then you transitioned to wishes. What precipitated that? When we initially started out, we were doing pretty much immediate family. And then I had one friend that was going and Evan had two friends that were going and more people just decided that they wanted to come down and spend the day with us. So we ended up having enough to make it worth it to us to upgrade. And we, we were hesitant about upgrading because it's a really big jump price-wise. And so we didn't want to make that big of a jump without having guests to fill that spot. So Evan's brother, Taylor, who is also his best man, has a girlfriend who told us that she was coming in all the way from Guam. Wow. And it just broke my heart that she was choosing to come down to hang out with us. And I had to tell her that she couldn't be there. And so there were just so many people that decided that they were going to come down, even though they weren't able to attend, that I felt like I needed to make it happen for them. And with help from several people, we were able to make it happen. So That's wonderful. That's really putting your guests first. Yeah. <laughs> so then how did they initially react when they found out that was where they were going to have to go for your wedding? They were completely okay with it. I told them the price jump and that we didn't have enough people you know it started out with like my cousins wanting to go so it was like four people extra and to jump up to seven thousand dollars for just four people to come is a really big price difference so as more people started adding on they were completely okay with it because they just wanted to be there and I think that kind of having an excuse to go to Disneyland is also a big motivation for people, but they really wanted to be there with us 
celebrating. And so I had actually invited everybody to my rehearsal dinner so that I could have some time with my guests. And I actually couldn't uninvite them. So I just had a really big rehearsal dinner as well. (laughs) (laughs) Interesting. How many guests did that end up being? We had 32 guests. So it was 34 total, including us. Okay. And were there any other benefits of upgrading to Wishes? Yes. So we were able to get characters. We had Mickey and Minnie and Oswald, the lucky rabbit. Um, Evan was really excited about the bubble machine um, through Disney floral and decor. We were able to customize our cake. We got a candy bar, which was pretty, the guests loved that. And that's pretty much it. We stood by our decision on the food because we had talked to fellow Disney brides and that was seeming to be a pretty popular dish. And we actually weren't able to go down to taste any of the food, but we stood by what other people were saying and it ended up being delicious. But I think that's pretty much it for the upgrades. But I thought that having three characters there was enough for me. (laughs) You know, I was just really excited about that. How did you guys decide you wanted Oswald and how did you get him approved? Oswald is my and Evan's favorite character. Um, I'll start out with how we got him because it kind of goes into the story of why we love him so much. We had to write a proposal to them. They, our planner, Kelly, got a no at first. And so she said, okay, well, we have to go to the higher-ups then, and you have to write a story of why you love him so much and why you think he needs to be there. So I wrote a story about how Evan and I, in the beginning of our relationship, we tried to embrace each other's interests, and he's really into video games. And so he got me playing Epic Mickey, which came out, I believe, in 2010, which is where they released Oswald. And we just fell in love with his character. And we never really get to see him around. And even though Disney has re-released him and got the rights back for him, I feel like he's kind of neglected a little bit. (laughs) So for years now, I have you know, advocated for Oswald and explained his story. And he just was a big part of our relationship, I guess, because we were able to bond over that. You know, it's, it's hard for kind of like a girly girl to embrace video games, but that definitely helped if it has Mickey and Oswald and that kind of stuff in it. So we wrote the proposal and I guess the lady that was the cast member that was there on the day of that was with Oswald, she was the one that actually took the proposal up to the higher ups. And I did the story and I put pictures, which I think is really helpful if people do request characters in the future if you have any pictures with the characters and I also went to Animation Academy and was really lucky and got to draw him and so I put that in there as well she said that she was even surprised that he got accepted and we were concerned because Oswald doesn't have fancy outfits like some of the other characters do he literally just wears blue shorts (laughs) we're like I don't know if he can like wear a bow tie or what so They had accepted our proposal with the conditions that he would have to be in a separate room with a backdrop. They wanted to kind of maintain Oswald's image 
And also they said no alcohol. So we were having to leave all our drinks. And I, w- I think I was so excited. I just like dropped everything and ran. <laughs> Disney definitely tries to stand by maintaining their characters' images. And so I think that with the conditions and stuff, I don't know why they decided to accept it, but I was really happy about it. That's wonderful. So tell me a little bit about the locations that you chose for your ceremony and your reception. When we chose our ceremony location initially for the escape package, my sister actually went down for a Disneyland trip and I had her videotape all of the locations because we didn't think we would be able to um, squeeze in a trip before the wedding. So Evan and her really liked the Adventureland gazebo because it was kind of small and quiet and cute. And I wanted Breeze the Courtyard because I was like, the monorail goes over it. It's so exciting. Mm-hmm. But I wanted Evan to have a say in something because he's very much wanting me to be happy. So when he says he likes something, I just go with it. So we went with that initially when we were doing Escape. When we upgraded to Wishes, we had moved to the Rose Court Garden because they basically said that it was just like a bigger version of that Adventureland gazebo. And when we saw it in person, we were just like blown away. And we got to see other brides' pictures there and stuff. And we're like, why didn't we pick this the first time? Like, we're really happy that everything worked out. Like, it seriously just like everything fell into place with everything. So the location was just... A lot of girls have gotten married there and it's pretty on its own, which I think is helpful because I didn't want to play pay for flowers. <laughs> that's a big thing for me because I know that they end up getting thrown away in the end and that just seems so wasteful. I would rather have a candy bar and a bubble machine than have flowers. So the location itself is very beautiful. So I think that that is a, another big reason why we picked it. And then for your reception, I see a lot of Disneyland events, they use Sleeping Beauty Pavilion, but you guys chose the Mark Twain Room. Tell me a little bit about that. I kind of really hated it at first. There was like a fighter pilot convention or something that they do every year, apparently. And for some reason, they were taking up all the rooms (laughs) for the reception. So that's, we kind of just had to go with that. And we were pretty inflexible on our date because we wanted Jenna from White Rabbit like that was pictures was my number one choice so I basically said Jenna what day works for you and she told me a date and I said okay that's my wedding date and we just went with that and so because there wasn't any other options really um, that's kind of why we got stuck with it but we were talking to our salesperson Sue Romano and she really sold us on it. The one part that I had really originally hated was there's this like big support beam right in the middle of it. Mm. And I'm like, that looks freaking horrible. Like, what am I going to do with this huge pole in the middle of my reception room? But it actually is a really good barrier for splitting the room from the eating versus the dancing. And so I've heard of a lot of guests like having the dance floor right in the middle and that they would have to like go across the dance floor to get anywhere. Hmm. So it's kind of like a good separation and um, it has a really pretty patio. There's one of the walls is all windows. And so it let a lot of really beautiful natural light in. 
So we kind of, it, it grew on me, definitely. It wasn't my number one choice originally, but I'm glad that it worked out the way it did. <laughs> That's wonderful. Now, you had Oswald and Mickey and Minnie. Did you have any other Disney touches or any kind of a theme? Yes. Yeah, so we had based everything off of Mickey's colors, which are red, yellow, white, and black. And so I was trying to keep it subtle originally. And I did a pretty, I feel like I didn't overdo it by any means, but I had my girls in red and white polka dot mini mouse dresses. And I told them to get whatever yellow shoes worked for them. So that was kind of cool that they all got to wear whatever shoes they wanted, essentially. Um, I made them all necklaces that had Minnie Mouse on them. And then the boys had Mickey-inspired ties. And Evan wanted to be different, dressed differently than his groomsmen. So I had him get a bow tie. And his groomsmen got the tie version of it. And he did red suspenders, and the other boys did black suspenders. And he did red Converse, and the other boys did black Converse. And so we did that for the attire. I bought silk flowers off of Etsy, and they looked very real. I am very happy with my decision on that. I was having a really hard time picking out what I wanted to do for my bridesmaids because I wanted to do something fun and different. And so I really wanted to do fairy wands. And there was kind of some disputes about that. And so I was like, okay, well, I will do a compromise between fairy wands and bouquets. And so I did one single calla lily, like wrapped up with like a longer stem and some ribbon. So was like a bouquet wand, I guess. Um, so we had that. Evan's favorite Disney princess is Mulan. And so I thought it would be fun to kind of incorporate that a little bit. Um, I tried really hard to find a cricket cage for good luck and to maybe like attach it on like the back of my dress somehow, just like a really small one. I didn't want it to be big or anything. And I couldn't find anything. I couldn't even find a way to make it. So I ended up contacting a lady on Etsy and asked her, like, this is what I'm thinking of. Is there any way you can do it? And so she ended up doing, like, a birdcage and a cricket and a lotus flower. And then I needed something blue, so she put a little blue Swarovski crystal on there for me. So I actually got to do the necklace for that. I had Oswald painted on my nails. (laughs) I had Mickey and Minnie painted on my shoes, and I wore Toms because I really wanted to be comfortable. I really love the pictures that the girls do with their fancy heels and stuff, but I wanted to be practical about a lot of the stuff that we bought so that we could reuse it afterwards. And Evan actually proposed to me with pop figures. And so he used Wreck-It Ralph pop figures and got a custom wood box and lined it with candy cane wrapping paper and put like William Mary me on the inside. So that kind of opened a pretty big box of me wanting a ton. (laughs) (laughs) So I ended up doing pop figures and I did themes for my centerpieces at the tables. And so I get to keep those after the fact, but that was a really fun thing for us to do because we got to like pick which theme and which characters we wanted and stuff. I had a lot of Disney brides actually help me with a lot of my crafts. One of the girls hand-punched out Mickey confetti for me. (laughs) 
For the candy bar, I put the Wreck-It Ralph pop figures there. We had music throughout the reception, and Evan and my first song was You've Got a Friend in Me from Toy Story. Uh, we did The seating chart was fun. We had it say Be Our Guest, and then we did Mickey Heads for each table. This one was really awesome. First of all, my ring bearer was dressed as Prince Charming, which everybody just like, he's just got this like amazing smile. And so he just got away with everything that day, I swear. <laughs> you know those silhouettes that they have cut out in Disneyland? Right. Yeah. So my sister went to Disneyland one time and asked me what I wanted. And I said, I want silhouettes of my two wiener dogs. <laughs> and so she said, okay, take like side profile pictures of them and we'll see what we can do. And so I took pictures of them and they did absolutely fabulous. I recommend to anybody to get at least themselves done because they do like an excellent job. They made it look like my dogs. <laughs> like they made even their collars have like Ariel has a little flower on her collar. It was just fabulous. So we had because our dogs are a really big part of our lives, we wanted to have something there for them. And so we had that and then we had ended up getting one of ourselves as well. And so we had both of those on the table, which I thought was really fun because you don't see a lot of people with silhouettes of their dogs. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Now, since you were so far away and you weren't able to come down for a, a planning visit, what was the planning process like for you, finding vendors and things like that? For vendors, I kind of just stayed with the preferred ones. I did do research on them and make sure that their style was fitting with mine because they do have, like, several photographers and stuff. Um, but Jenna's pictures just kept popping up, and I just absolutely loved them. And I loved that she could take the same park and take pictures there so many times and make it look different and make it really fit that couple. So that is why I chose Jenna as my photographer. And then fairy tale hair and makeup. I feel like pretty much every Disney member uses them, but I talked to the people and they comforted me in the fact that I wasn't going to, I initially wasn't going to be able to go down there and do a trial and they said as long as I had pictures and knew what I wanted, that they could make it happen. And so they were very confident in their answers and were willing to answer any questions that I have, like getting airbrush versus regular makeup or getting false eyelashes or anything like that. So I definitely looked into them before I made any decisions. But I feel like because they were getting good reviews from a lot of other girls that I was confident in my decision with them. The planning process was kind of sad that we didn't get to get the food tasting and stuff after we had upgraded and everything, but we ended up just having a long phone conference, I guess, um, for the planning part. I really didn't want to change anything that I had already decided on because I was really set on all my decisions um, from the escape wedding. We pretty much just added stuff. We didn't change really anything that we had decided on before and Disney was really good with answering questions and getting back to me in a timely ma manner and I think that they did so good that I didn't talk to them for like a couple weeks even like right before the wedding because I didn't have any more questions everything was just set and ready to go so I was finishing up last minute crafts but that was it 
That's great to hear. When you were planning, what were some of the most important aspects where you focused your attention and budget? Like you mentioned, photography was really important to you. Yes, um, photography, for me anyways, is the, yes, you get the memories and stuff, but like as a keepsake, like that is the one thing that you get to bring home at the end of the day. Like you can't bring home the flowers, you can't bring home the cake, stuff like that wasn't super important to us. I would rather have the pictures. So that was my one for sure thing that I wasn't going to compromise on. I was like, I don't care if I have to cut everything else, like that is what I'm sticking with. I think that hair and makeup was also important because I wanted to look good in my pictures and I don't ever do hair or makeup. Like I put a bow in my hair and call it good. I never wear makeup ever like on a daily basis at all. And so I wanted to make sure that they were able to make me look good with it still looking like me, mm-hmm. you know, and a lot of people when they say they want natural makeup, it's usually they want more than what natural looks like. And I just wanted it to like emphasize my features, not really change anything because my husband doesn't really like it when I wear makeup, to be honest with you. And I would say that our least prioritized decision was the flowers. I did, however, send in some of my petals because I know a lot of girls said that they had regretted, you know, trying to dry it themselves or, you know, not doing something with them in a timely manner. And I sent them into a company and I'm getting it made into a necklace and earrings. I thought that that was a pretty good idea. I am trying to dry them, but if that doesn't work out, then I have my solid backup plan. So we're good. That's a great idea. Yeah. What ended up being your favorite memory of the wedding day? I would definitely say Oswald. There are phone pictures on my Facebook right now, and I posted a couple of them, you know, on Facebook groups and stuff. So they're not the best, but there were several of them where you could just see my face. And I have a face that if I'm feeling something, like it just shows it a lot. So if I'm upset, you know, I'm upset. If I'm happy, you like know I'm happy. And I was just like, freaking out when he came I was so happy like I couldn't even handle it and I think that a lot of the other guests realized that and so I think that that made them have more fun with it too you know something simple as a character can make somebody that happy and that made them happy so that's awesome yeah (laughs) was there anything that went wrong or just didn't turn out like you expected If anything went wrong, I didn't know about it. I had actually seven because one of my guests backed out last minute and I asked a Disney bride that I had been talking to if she would fill a spot and she was able to. So I got all my seats filled. But I actually had seven Disney people that have been previously married at Disneyland or Disney inspired or whatever um, there to support me the entire week actually. So they were running around and fixing stuff if it was going wrong. Disney will not set up any do-it-yourself stuff. And I did pretty much all do-it-yourself stuff. So I really needed a big team to have that accomplished for me. And a big part of that is that I had been talking to them throughout this whole planning process so I was a little worried that, you know, like I put, I took pictures of all my centerpieces. I had them bagged and labeled and directions and everything. But the doubts that I did have 
you know, I saw what the girls did with everything and it was absolutely everything that I wanted. So I think that having that support system and having people that have similar interests was really helpful. That's great. Yeah. Was there any aspect of the wedding that seemed like a big deal beforehand and then turned out not to be? I was kind of paranoid about the music because we decided not to have a DJ. And that was a pretty bold decision, I feel like. But it just, we had prioritized other aspects of our wedding. And I didn't want to choose a DJ last minute and not be able to have music that really fit Evan and I. If I were to get a DJ, I would have liked to have more time. So I just didn't want to make that risk. So I just got my iPod and I sat down and I was like, you know what? I don't listen to popular music and I know that's what I need to get people out there dancing. So I had to like sit down and talk to people and look stuff up and try and find out what I could put on there that would make people want to get out there and dance. I don't think anybody listened to any of the music, to be honest with you. (laughs) Like, they just had a good time. I think that playing Taylor Swift at the beginning got people out there. But other than that, I don't think that people, you know, as long as it wasn't horrible music, I think that they had a pretty good time with it. So, and I had um, one of the Disney grooms volunteered to MC for me. So that was also a huge help to have somebody, you know, announcing stuff. And it was helpful, super helpful for Jenna, you know, in case some event was coming up, you know, like if we decided to do the bouquet toss or, you know, having characters come out or speeches or anything like that. So I think having someone there that was willing to help with that was help was like, It just made it, so everything turned out perfectly. He even played the wrong song for my father-daughter dance, and because my guests were all, like, either best friends or family, I was just laughing. Like, if I were in a room full of 80 people that were, like, acquaintances, I think I probably would have had a meltdown, but it was, like, my mom, dad, sister, and, like, best friends, pretty much. And so we kind of just laughed that he played the wrong song. So, And I love that this Disney bride and groom community that you belong to, I, I take it this is the Facebook group is how you've met all these people. They just yep. came together to help you pull off your wedding. Yeah. So how that happened is I'm on Disney Brides Diary and I'm on the specific Disneyland group, which you have to be married in Disneyland or have intentions to at least like in the planning process to get into it because they don't want a whole bunch of people in there that aren't part of that. And you have to be an active member to stay in because they want to make sure that everybody's talking and stuff. So that's how I met most of the girls, but I actually met one of the girls who just had a Disney-inspired wedding, and I live in Oregon, and she lives in Washington, and I was like, hey, you live really close to me, like, basically, like, will you be my friend? And she was just, like, so accepting, and we talked to each other, like, literally every day, so I had made friends with all these girls and I was like okay well now that I can invite people I invited them and I thought that they would be more comfortable if I had everybody meet so I started a Facebook like message chat thing and we all just started talking to each other and became very good friends and it's just crazy I feel horrible for 
regular brides because I don't know what I would have done if I didn't have that support. (laughs) So other than join a Disney brides group, do you have any tips or advice for future Disneyland brides and grooms? I would say ask any and all questions you have, even if you think they're stupid or that you know that they're probably going to say no, because I didn't think in a million years that I would get Oswald. But, you know, you have to have big dreams, I feel like, and have a lot of creative ideas to make it your own. I say just go for it. And I think that the do-it-yourself stuff, I started crafting because of the wedding. And so now I have like a ton of stuff that I like to do and I just went with it. That's wonderful. Is there any place online where my listeners can read about or see photos of your day? White Rabbit will be posting pictures and I have my wedding photos and my engagement photos all set to public on my Facebook. Well, Molly, this is all such great information, especially for people who are interested in having characters at their Disneyland wedding, maybe a character who you don't see all the time. So I really appreciate your taking the time to share all of this helpful information. It was great talking to you, too. That's our show for today. If you enjoyed it, be sure to rate the Disney Wedding Podcast on iTunes so that others will find it. You can also send your comments, questions, and suggestions to info at DisneyWeddingPodcast.com. Past shows are available in iTunes and on the show's website. And for instant answers to all your Disney's Fairy Tale Weddings questions, check out Passporter's Disney Weddings and Honeymoons Guide, available as an interactive ebook with continual free updates at passporter.com/weddings.asp or in print at passporter.com and amazon.com. <laughs>